<laughs> that parrot is right, Captain. There's plenty of loot, all right. Kids, don't miss this exciting pirate story. And here to tell it is Smiling Ed McConnell. Yes, kids, you better come around in this old Smiling Ed and his Buster Brown gang. I got shoes, you've got shoes. Why, everybody's got a pair of shoes. But there's only one kind of shoes for me. Good old Buster Brown. Midnight the Cat, Randy the Piano, and Old Froggy the Gremlin. And we're going to start our program off right now with our story, so don't you miss it. Well, here we go, kids, to the Spanish Main for another story of the desperate pirates who risked their lives for stolen gold several hundred years ago. Now, as you may have read, the favored strongholds of the pirates were in the West Indies. Uh, Not only would the pirates capture merchant ships, but they would also attack the cities in these islands, loot them, and force the inhabitants to work on the pirate ships if they so desired. It was in just such a city, which we will call Buena Costa, that young Juan Hernandez lived with his father and mother and played just as all boys do. But young Juan had a prized possession. A beautiful green parrot named Pa. The finest talking parrot, so Juan said, in all the West Indies. <laughs> well, well, Juan, and what is the great joke? Oh, Father, this parrot is so funny. Such comical things, he says. And what are these things? Oh, nearly everything, Father. You see, Pa repeats everything she hears. And she flies about the neighborhood. Then she comes home bringing the town gossip with her. Do you know what she just said? She told me that... Oh, now then, son, that is dangerous. She should not say that Senora Ferreira is lazy, though I am afraid the Senora is. But she heard someone say it, or she wouldn't say it. Paula repeats what she hears. Mm, Nevertheless, son, you had best keep Paula at home. Very well, I will. Anyhow, it's most fun to hear her talking as the sailor men do. I'm sure she once belonged to a sailor man. For if you play harmonica, she will talk on and on. Truly, son? I did not know this. I would like to hear her. Then you have your harmonica in your jacket pocket. Play it and listen to my poem. All right, I will. Indeed, you have quite a pet there. But I still think you should keep Paul home. Well, she repeats everything she hears. As a matter of fact... Father, what is that? Cannon! The town is attacked by pirates! Quick one, to the house. I must get my gun there. It's fighting to be done. Yes, indeed. We'll get back to the story of young Juan Hernandez in a moment. But first, kids... Wiggle your toes. Go ahead and wiggle them. Wiggle your toes. Do you feel good in your shoes? They do if you wear Buster Brown shoes. Yes, sir, because Buster Brown's fit perfect and feels swell. Millions of kids wear Buster Brown. There's a pair of Buster Browns for every kid's feet in town. And especially there's a pair for you to wear. 
A grown-up-looking, good-looking pair that will wear and wear and wear. So you just remember what your buddy Smiling Ed says. You get Buster Brown. The very next pair. Listen a little later in the program when we tell you the name of your Buster Brown shoe man. And remember the way to tell genuine Buster Browns. Yes, sir, he just look right inside the shoe for... That's my dog, Tig. He lives in a shoe. I'm Buster Brown. Look for me in there, too. That's right. Look for the picture of Buster Brown and his dog, Tig, inside the shoe. Then you'll know they're genuine Buster Brown shoe. But now let's get back to our exciting story. Little Juan Hernandez started out to show his father how well his parrot could talk. Pirates suddenly swooped into the harbor of the tiny West Indies town of Buenacasta and raided it, despite the desperate fight put up by Juan's father and the other men. When the pirates left, there was sorrow in the Hernandez home as Juan, his father, and mother counted the losses to the pirates. Then, then we are penniless, husband. The work of ten years gone for naught. Oh, could I but get my hands on that pirate, Captain? Do not be bitter, my husband. This is to be expected in this age of barbarism. Father, father, a terrible thing has happened. Why, Juan, why are you crying? The pirates, they took my parrot with them. Why, I think not, son. Uh, probably it flew away in fear of the shooting. It will return. Oh, no, father. I have searched the town well. Always before I could find Paul somewhere. Now she is nowhere to be found. Oh, those filthy pirates. Someday I'll settle this score. Angered but unable to do a thing about it, the people of Buena Costa settled down to work to recover from the raid. But on the pirate ship, the notorious buccaneer Captain Rufus Pell sat in his cabin and chatted with his first mate, the equally brutal Simon Lawthorne. And they were quite pleased with the results of their race. <laughs> I know. <laughs> For a good raid, Mr. Hawthorne, so it were. I've counted up the profits, if you please. And they're substantial, I'll warrant, Captain. Aye, they are. Now, let me see. Seventy-four thousand pieces of eight. And other loot besides... Plenty of loot, Mr. Hawthorne. Uh, uh, plenty of loot, Mr. Hawthorne. Plenty of loot. Plenty of loot. <laughs> <laughs> now then, that's fine, Captain. Plenty of loot, and I got this parrot besides. Pretty Polly, pretty Polly. Pretty Polly, pretty Polly. Come on, sir. Belay. Hey, that parrot's the one. Belay, she says. Stop, she says. <laughs> There's only one could stop us, Mr. Hawthorne. <laughs> well, now, into our sailing, I says, Mr. Hawthorne. Lay me a course for Vista Island. We'll anchor in the inlet there, careen ship, and scrape the barnacles off our hull. And off for more loot, eh? And off for more loot, eh? Off for more loot. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, little Juan was right. The parrot was captured by the pirates, along with the rest of the loot, from the little West Indies town of Buena Costa. 
Well, two months went by, and finally big news came to them. Senor Hernandez came hurrying home from the harbor with big, exciting news. The pirate ship is back in our harbor, and every man aboard is dead, killed by yellow fever. They deserve to die, all of them. And our money, it was found on the ship. No, there was no gold aboard the ship, but that is the good news. You see, wife, pirates always bury the treasure on some uninhabited island. And I know the island from which the ship only recently sailed. You know the island, Father? But how can you? Her sides are still covered with red clay where they careened in a shallow bay. There is only one island where such red clay may be found. Vista Island. And I am going there to see if that is not the hiding place of the pirate's treasure. I'm going with you, Father. Uh, you want... Oh, no, no, you're not uh, old enough. But I am. Vista is nearly a week's sail away. Can you go without sleep for a week? Who will hold the tiller while you rest? No, two must sail our little craft. Mm. It is true, one. Very well. You will go with me. Juan and his father started out, and in about five days with fair winds, they came to Vista Island. They sailed directly into a small bay, moored their catch, and climbed up onto the beach. Do you think there are still pirates on the island, Father? I think not. We're not all aboard the ship, Dad. But we found out later that the terrible Captain Rufus Pell was not on the ship. Well, that may be good news. You see, son, pirates often fight among themselves. It may well be that the crew rebelled against Rufus Pell, killed him, and sailed away. Anyway, come. Look, Father, just inside the heavy jungle. Isn't that the roof of the house? It is indeed, son. Probably the house the pirates built. Let us go there, but go cautiously. I see no one, Father. There is no sound from the house. We have waited and watched for half an hour. If someone were in the house, we would have heard something. Come, but let us go carefully. Father, what destruction! Why, furniture's thrown around, tables tipped over. And see the cutlasses and pistols on the floor. I think my guess is right. There has been a terrible fight in here. Then perhaps Captain Pell was killed. Uh, another knock on the room, mate. Paul, Paul, Father, my parrot! Indeed, it is your parrot. Paul, come, Paul, on my shoulder. Well, we have part of the loot return. You have recovered your pet parrot. Now then, one, let us hunt this house thoroughly and see if we can find a clue to any treasure that might be buried on this island. Well, son, I'm afraid we must own defeat. There is nothing in this house either in gold or a clue to the gold. I'm afraid you're right, Father. Well, we are nothing out but a week's sailing. Oh, I suppose not. But I really hope to find the treasure. Ah, treasure, treasure. Bury the treasure deep, lads. Bury the treasure deep, lads. Ah! Father, did you hear bury that? The, bar- the parrot said bury the treasure deep. Oh, it means nothing, son. The parrot is only repeating something once heard. I know, Father. But the parrots heard someone say bury the treasure deep. Paul was on the spot when the treasure was buried. My son, you're right. Then Paul must have heard other things also. Exactly, Father. Why, my parent might even know where the treasure is buried. If we could only make her tell her. Yes, yes. Oh, but the 
parrot is a brainless thing. We brainless. cannot ask questions of it. No, but I know how to make her talk, Father. Your harmonica. Well, of course. Paul talks when I play it. I will play some. No use, Father. Oh, I am afraid not, son. The, the parrot does not seem to know. Quit talking. Look out hill. Look out hill. There is treasure deep. Father, oh, the parrot look said out. look out hill. Yes, son, I heard. And see, toward the end of the island, a, a tall hill that would be perfect for a lookout place. Quickly, Father, let's go there at once. Just a, a bit more. Give me your hand, Juan. I'm, a, I'm all right, Father. Oh, no, that, that was sort of a climb. I'm tired, Father. Them don't ever talk. Them don't ever talk. Now what's talk, Paul talking about? Oh, just jabbering about... Juan, look there. Oh, they're two skeletons. And more. See... Two shovels lying near them. Juan, the treasure must be buried on this hill. For those two dug the hole, I'm sure, and were then shot so they would not talk. I'm sure you're right, Father. Well, let's take these shovels and dig. Perhaps we'll... Ten paces north. Ten paces north. Ten paces north. Juan, I believe the parrot is giving us a direction. But, Father, ten paces north of what? Ten paces north. Those two will never talk. Ten paces north. Huh. What? Ten paces north of the skeletons, of course. Hey, here, let us try that. I will step it off. Ah, so, let us dig here. Oh, Paul could never be right, Father. Do you think? Oh, well, one never knows, son. The parrot is a brainless one, brainless. but who knows what she might have heard. Dig hard. Father, my shovel struck something. I heard it. Iron, I'm sure of it. Uh, wait, son. A, a chest. An iron chest. Son, I believe we have found it. Father, my parrot, what's wrong with her? Oh, perhaps the sight of the chest scared her. Perhaps a parrot was here when those men, uh, those skeletons were killed. Uh, I think she will return, all right? I hope so. Mm, now, son, let us get this chest out and see what we have. Now then, let us both take hold. Father, do you think we found the treasure? I do not know. The chest is heavy, as though it were filled with pieces of eight and doubloons. But we will see soon. Let me smash that lock with my shovel. Open the lid now. Gold. Gold pieces by the thousands. Enough to pay back the losses of everyone in our town, and we will still be rich, my son. Oh, how wonderful. Now what do we do for... Well, then you, I'll fight your racial wrongs. 
or I'll put a ball through your heart. Help! So you thought to get away with my gold, eh? Well, I'll have you know that Captain Pell isn't caught twice. They foul crew mutinied and sailed away with my ship, but nobody will sail away with my gold. Yes, you have caught me napping. And in my belt is a pistol loaded and primed. And I'll have that pistol if you please. Now yes. then, I'll just... Huh? What? Wait, who is... Grab his pistols, one. Now then, I have you. Offer no trouble, or it will be worse for you. Shot. Dying. Help me. You're not dying. There's a ball through your shoulder, but it will not kill you. Father, who called you Captain Pelt to hold up his arm? I'm not sure, but I think I know. Paul, come here. Come here now. Sit on my shoulder, Paul. Pretty Paul, pretty Paul. Hold her tight, son, for we will make her the richest Paul parrot in the West Indies. She is the one who called Pirate Pell here and made him turn his head just long enough for me to draw my pistol. Paul is the real hero of today. Wait till I tie this pirate's arms. Then home it is with a chest full of gold. Oh, yes, sir. I thought that was a pretty good story. And now, I'll sing the bubblegum song. I will, I will. Now, don't be in such a hurry, Froggy the Gremlin. Squeaky the Mouse is going to play his little bells for us today. Nice. Oh, yes, it'll be nice, Midnight the Cat. But first, we've got to call in our announcer to tell us where to get Buster Brown shoes with a picture of Buster Brown and his dog, Tig, inside the shoe. That's my dog, Tig. He lives in a shoe. I'm Buster Brown. Look for me in there, too. That's right, Buster Brown. Come on in, Mr. Announcer. Yes, Smiling Ed, I'll tell your buddies how to find the store that sells Buster Brown shoes. It's easy, kids. Here's all you have to do. Just pick up your telephone book, then turn to the yellow pages until you come to the heading of shoes. There under the heading of shoes, you'll find the name Buster Brown. And right below that, the name and address of the store nearest you that sells these swell Buster Brown shoes. And kids, when Mother takes you in for fine new Buster Brown shoes... She can be sure that they'll be fitted scientifically in just the right size, width, and last you need to let your feet grow right. And believe me, that's something Mother will want to know. And remember, too, kids, that all the Buster Brown dealers are Smiling Ed's buddies. Now, when you find the name of the store nearest you, write it down and be all set to buy Smiling Ed's Buster Brown shoes. can just tell the whole world Smiling Ed's buddies will know where to get Bust Out Brown shoes. But be sure to write it down, buddies, because next week I have a special surprise for you that's going to be free. Free. And now, uh, Squeaky the Mouse, <laughs> do you have your little bells all ready to play for us? Okay. He has those little bitty bells down there on the table. And Froggy the Gremlin, I think you can play your accordion with Squeaky. Nice. <laughs> Yes, that may be nice, Squeak Midnight. And, Froggy, you be sure to play now. They ha- they got to quit kicking my dog around because 
Uh, that's what Squeaky's going to play on his bells. Are you ready, Squeaky? Here we go. Come on, Froggy. Now, don't play too fast, Froggy. Look at Squeaky with those little bells. You see him over there? Look at Squeaky pick those little bells up and shake them. Big smile on his face. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at him grin. He's just having a wonderful... Oh, yeah, you're doing fine, Squeaky. You're just doing wonderfully. Oh, that's just wonderful. Oh, oh, yes, yes, you did make a little mistake there. You better uh, try it over again. That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah, you and I can sing it together. Sure we can. Every time I come to town. He sings and rings the bell same time. Kicking my dog around. Makes no difference if he is around. They got a quick kicking my and now I'll sing my bubblegum song, I will, I will. Not until you become visible so we can watch you, Froggy the Gremlin. You know, you can get into too much mischief when you're not visible. We can't see what you're doing. Are you ready to become visible, Froggy the Gremlin? I'm ready, I am, I am. I'll plunk my magic twanger. I will, I will. Oh. There he comes, there he comes. Isn't it strange how he can plunk that magic twanger as he calls it and become visible right before our eyes here? Nobody knows how he does it either. I'm a gremlin, I am, I am. You certainly are. And you're sometimes you're a bad gremlin at that. Well, I'll tell you what you bet. Oh, 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 oh. Wait a minute, Froggy. You'll have to sing later. Here comes Alkali Pete the Cowboy. Howdy, partner. Well, today I'd like to tell you some more about the Wild West. I want to tell you children about my cattle ranch. Or you should see the cantaloupe around my ranch. That cantaloupe. I didn't say cantaloupe. I said cantaloupe. On my ranch, the cantaloupe... And the muskmelon. Yes, the cantaloupe and the muskmelon. No! talking about cantaloupe and muskmelons. You see, I herd cows. I'm a cow herd. What are you afraid of? I'm not afraid of anything. You said you were a cow herd. I did not. I herd cows. I'm a cow herd. And you're scared to death. That's right. I'm scared to death. No! I'm not scared of anything. I said I was a cow herd. I herd cows. They said you were the dope. Yes, they said I was a dope. No! They did not. The cows don't talk. The big cows moo and the baby cows ball. They're ball babies. That's right, they're ball babies. No! They aren't ball babies. When the baby cow moos, they call it balling. I'll be quiet. Now, kids, the little steers run along by the wheels on the wagon. They're steering wheels. That's right, they're the steering wheels. No! Not the steering wheels, the wagon wheels. You don't understand. Did you ever see a cowboy, bulldog, a steer? Can you steer a bulldog? Of course I can steer a bulldog. I mean bull a steer dog. I mean dog a steer bull. Oh, you've got me all mixed up. Do you know any Indians? Sure, I know a lot of Indians. I went to an Indian wedding last year. 
A pale-faced married a Blackfoot Indian. And they had a two-tone baby. That's right, they had a two-tone baby. No! Now, you stop putting the wrong words in my mouth. I know a lot of Indians. Why, I know Sitting Bull. And his sister, Sleeping Cow. Yep, Sleeping Cow. No! <laughs> Sitting Bull didn't have no sister. Sitting Bull sat down because... He had a hole in his pants. Yes, he had a hole in the seat of his... No! No! no. He did not. Now, be quiet. I know an Indian family that live right here in my neighborhood. The father's name is Big Chief How Come. How Come? Yes, How Come. I don't know. How Come? Of course you don't know How Come, but you should know his wife. Her name is Won't Do. She Won't Do. She Won't Do. That's right, She Won't Do. Why not? Why not what? Why won't she do? Well, she will do. She does lots of things. Her husband calls her. He yells, she won't do. And she does. No, no. When she won't do, here's her husband call. She says, yes, how come? That's what I want to know. You want to know why? How come? How come is the Indian's name and she won't do is his wife's name? And you won't do either. No, I won't do either. No! Yes, I will, too. Now, you shut up and stop interrupting me. Now, listen, there are two Indians. How come she won't do? I don't know how come she won't do. Of course you don't know them. I'm telling you about them. When this Indian goes to bed at night, he sleeps with his head toward the campfire. So he'll keep his wig warm. So he'll keep his wig warm. No! Yes, of course, his head gets cold. No, no. They sleep in their tomahawks. I mean, their PT, their TP... They're BVDs. Oh, let me out of here. I fixed him. I did, I did. You certainly did, Froggy the Gremlin. Now I can sing my bubblegum song. I can, I can. Nice. Well, I'm not so sure it'll be nice, Midnight the Cat. Maybe we better hear it first. Go ahead and sing it, Froggy. Music, music, music. <laughs> Before I tell you what we're going to do next Saturday, I just want to remind all my buddies that every time you buy Buster Brown shoes, you do your old buddy smiling head a favor. And, kid, I want to see if you know what this reminds you of. Oh, of course you know. That's tight. And that reminds you of the kind of shoes you want. Buster Brown shoes. You betcha all my buddies and sweethearts wear those swell shoes. And I want you to wear a pair, too, because they're tough, hard to scuff. 
They're feel-good shoes. They're good-looking shoes. They're grown-up-looking shoes. They're the best shoes in town. Old Bunda Brown. And you know how to tell if they're genuine. Yes, sir. Every time you look right inside the shoe for... That's my dog, Tig. He lives in a shoe. I'm Buster Brown. Look for me in there, too. That's right. That's right. Look for the picture of Buster Brown and his dog, Tig, inside the shoe. Then you'll know they're genuine Buster Brown shoes. Now, kids, don't you miss our program next Saturday morning. I'm going to have a free gift for all of you. So you be there at that radio. We have a wonderful story for you about Kula and his magical genie of the jug. And Mr. Gymnasium, the athletic instructor, will be here, too. And you know what happens when Froggy and Mr. Gymnasium get together. Oh, we're going to have big doings around here next Saturday, so don't miss it. And now, has everybody had fun around here today, huh? <laughs> got a big mob here today, and that's fine, buddies. Now, don't forget church or Sunday school, and be listening next Saturday when you hear, hi, kids, come a-running. The happy gang of Buster Brown now leaves the air. Starring Smiling Ed McConnell is produced in Hollywood by Frank Barron and is directed by Hobart Donovan. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.